Welcome to For Your Amusement, a theme park podcast that aims to exhaustively evaluate the world's most popular theme park attractions to determine if they are world-class. I'm Ryan Bergara. I'm Byron Marin. And for this episode's featured attraction, we become speed in pursuit of the coveted Piston Cup to discuss Radiator Springs racers in Disney's California Adventure in California. And joining us today in Ornament Valley is none other than David Erickson from Fresh Baked. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us here. Now, David, covering this attraction, this was a choice that you made. What made this call to you? For me, Raider Springs Racers, it, it hit every single box in terms of what I think a great attraction should be within the Disney you know, environment. And for those of you who don't know, Fresh Baked, I think it's the leading news source for anything Disneyland Resort related. So if you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that over on YouTube. He does an amazing job. Always has boots on the ground. Boots it's, on the ground. He's the, my number one <laughs> source for all info related to the Disneyland Resort. What got you into all of that? 12, 13 years ago, I had purchased a season pass for, yeah, yeah. for the family. And back in that time, you had to go check in with your annual pass to go to this the certain space to get a photo taken. And they 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 give you your card. It was a whole process. Yeah. And we went to the process place. I and, remember that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and at this point, it was at DCA. But I just remember a feeling of being home. It was super crowded. It was yeah. intense. Their, their energy was super high because it was Christmas Day. But I'm, I'm just like, this is, I want to be here every time, yeah. always, forever. <laughs> Processing center and, on Christmas Day. That yeah. doesn't sound like a fun place. It to was, be. it was not enjoyable, but I didn't care. And that's, that's <laughs> the thing is that, you know, and matter of fact, later that night, we had other issues that were like also not enjoyable, but I didn't care. I live off the energy and the pandemonium that is going to a theme park. My mom, she actually became, you know, a park head by by taking us to the parks when yeah. we were kids and so on and so on and so on and, and now we're here and now i've constructed a tiki room <laughs> and monument of that radiator springs this was maybe the first attraction that i followed pretty closely on like the message boards mm. in terms of the construction all the way to its completion because i was in college at the time and i was just so excited because i went to college at chapman which is like oh, yeah. just down the road from disneyland so i knew that as soon as this thing opened i was going to pop on over and ride this baby in person so i was pretty stoked when still said, not disappointing. No, it's still not. But when yeah. you said you wanted to cover this, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. But we'll get into more of why we like this ride or don't like this ride right. or whatnot later. But before we get into all that, let's get to some history here. We're going to take this back to February 8th of 2001. This is the opening of Disney's California Adventure. Oh, you're going um, all the way back to the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, we're going to have to go just, through the dark years We're going to get some context because it's, it's, it's important to kind of get a grasp of why we get Radiator Springs Racers. Fair enough. And fair that's enough. because in 2001, when this park opened, it was not received well. It was made for about $600 million. And at the time in 2001, the park attendance reflects the <laughs> feelings that were generated towards this park. It was rather, it was tacky. It was, once again, it's like, you know, we're, we're already in California. And it almost in many Don't ways felt like a spoof of itself. The park attendance the first year was about 5 million people, which was less than half of the attendance at Disneyland right on the other side of the Esplanade. Over the next few years, Disney does attempt to make a few Band-Aid fixes. They uh, they bring over Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. They build a Bugs Land. But ultimately, they need to do something that really helps with the identity of what the park is. So in 2007, they announced this $1.1 billion renovation effort. And this came in the form of World of Color, Toy Story Midway Mania. Oh yeah. Through this massive renovation, they try and give you California Adventure through a different lens, almost as if you're seeing California through the eyes of Disney and the Walt Disney Company leads to Buena Vista Street being built. Mm -hmm. Before the film Cars, they were gearing up. If the Cars franchise did not exist, 
and they just went with paying homage to the 50s and 60s. It's because it, mm-hmm. I, I do wonder there, what it would even be. What there's some think? interesting concept art out there just before they make this big renovation announcement. 2006 comes around. You're looking at half a billion dollars at the box office. You're looking at billions of dollars of merchandise. I was about to say the cha-ching of the toys. It gives the Imagineers kind of a left turn, but luckily it's still Route 66 based. So it's an easy pivot. Yeah. And then finally, in 2012, the opening of Cars Land, it took place of the Timon parking lot. Nestled within Ornament Valley is their big e-ticket, Radiator Springs Racers. The attraction we're talking about today came at a price tag of about $200 million. It inherits the ride system that was used in 1999's Test Track, as well as 2001's Tokyo Disney Sea's Journey to the Center of the Earth. It's the slot car ride system. It's almost like a life-size version version of what the toy would be where yeah, yeah. you basically have a little guide track with strips that conduct electricity and uh, power this thing along. It actually runs on real tires that they had to specially craft for these vehicles. On June 15th, 2012, Radiator Springs Racers opens with Cars Land. I remember that day well. I was oh, there. Sir. Oh, were you, you were there too? <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was there sweating it out. Was fresh baked a thing at that point? It was, right? Not fresh baked proper. My yeah. previous incarnation, the Disneyland Report. Oh, damn. Then you know what? Yeah, I think I might have actually watched some of that stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, that was a nightmarish day. It was. I, I chose not to ride Raider Springs because I didn't get there. I had a working, you know, full-time job, et cetera. So I didn't get there till like 6 p.m. I'm like, screw it. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But yeah, but I was there watching, you know, things unfold. I was in that four hour line. Yeah, no, it was a, it was an all day affair for a lot of people. It was not great. It's been open for a little over a decade now, yep. and it's still, I would say the most popular ride in this park, which we'll cover shortly on current reputation. But in the meantime- Oh, actually before that, did you have any comments you wanted to get on on, on the history? Did we miss anything? No, actually, I learned a few things. So, oh wow, good. yeah, <laughs> what a badge of honor for Byron. <laughs> Moving on to some fun facts. Uh, the land took two and a half years to build, and the ride cost over two hundred million dollars to make, which you had mentioned. Adjusted for inflation, though, and this is crazy. I didn't realize this. Inflation from two thousand ten till now, it's actually two hundred seventy nine million dollars today. Seventy nine million dollars being added by just over a decade is is kind of crazy. You're looking at yeah, that's that's a fifty sixty percent increase yeah. inflation that's my other podcast where i talk about the u.s treasury system i oh, gauge inflation on how much <laughs> I, I, ga- on that one. <laughs> I, I gauge inflation on how expensive my in and out burger's gotten that's a good list. and it's gone up there you used to be able to get an in and out burger like a number one for like seven bucks no i saw like- it crossing the double digits on my combo and i was like oh it's a sad day wow. a sad day for americans remember when the uh $6 burger at Carl's Jr. was a big deal. Or a $5 foot long. Is that a thing yeah. still? Yeah. That, they got to be losing money. <laughs> Ever since they got in that scandal with Jared. I don't know what he did, but I don't think I don't think it involved foot longs. That's or another maybe, podcast. Maybe it did. The ride is four minutes long with a ride capacity of 1,500 riders per hour and has a max speed of 40 miles per hour as you zoom across the backdrop of Cadillac Range. 40 miles per hour. I got to say, it, it does seem faster than that on the outdoor portion. Maybe that's just me. I thought it went a little faster, but forty. Yeah, I mean, I feel forty's it feels pretty... slow to me. Actually, oh wow. The the issue is, I... you, did you ride here on a motorcycle? Are you are you like <laughs> no. a speed demon? No, I'm not actually. But and, and for what it's worth, test track is faster. Sixty four point nine. It yeah. is. Uh, oh, and they have they let you know about it too because yeah. they have that like little thing. Which is still the fastest Disney attraction in the world. We're not here to talk about Test Track. The peaks of Cadillac Range modeled the iconic Cadillac tail fins from 1957 to 1962, the Cadillacs that are made in those years. The range itself was actually inspired by an art installation called Cadillac Ranch, 
along Route 66 in Amarillo, Texas. And the highest fin on Radiator Springs, little the little Cadillac range, the highest fin, which is the 1959 fin, stands 125 feet tall. The rockwork spans more than 300,000 square feet, the largest rockwork construction among Disney parks in the U.S., and used more than 4,000 tons of steel to construct it. The ride itself spans six acres, which makes it the largest ride in Disneyland Resort. Of course, that yeah. pales in comparison to something like Kilimanjaro Safaris in Disney World, which is fucking massive. Like that, that ride, that ride is huge. It's a, well, does that even it's count? A safari. Can you even count? I think you can. Because it's a it's a prairie. There's it a, is. It's landscape with. I feel like you got it. I mean, look, they had to set the land aside for that ride. They can't build anything else there. So in that sense, I, I think feel like the, I feel like it was a it was a prairie or whatever it was first. They said, you know, let's drive some trucks through it while we're at it, as opposed to building it as an attraction. Next fact here: this isn't really about the ride; it's more about the land. I just thought this was really funny. Apparently, if you are the first guest into Cars Land, if you get there at opening, you will be escorted personally into the land by Lightning McQueen and Mater. Is that true? I just did a rope drop a couple weeks ago, and I don't recall. But then again, I wasn't at the front of the rope, so I can't. But I don't. I don't know, dude. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to put that to the test. I, I got some more recon to do. <laughs> I, I want to d- that to be true so that they have to escort me, a 32-year-old man, <laughs> and do it with the same uh, vim and vigor that they would do with a child. <laughs> I should hope they do. Disney adults are the best ones, in it, my opinion. It, it's, so. it would be hilarious. I, I, I think this is one of those internet facts that may not be true. In the queue, there's a group of license plates with states that Route 66 passes through. That's California, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri, and then Illinois. Those are all grouped together. You can okay. see that in the queue. This fact is crazy. Apparently, the bottle structure in the queue is made from recycled glass oil bottles saved from thirsty travelers on Route 66's Stanley Oasis. If you stacked all of these bottles heads to tails, it would not only dwarf the tallest fin in Cadillac range, it would be almost 126,000 the distance to the moon. I don't know who did that measurement. And now that as well, I say that, just, that's pretty far. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bottles in that queue. There is. And I mean, I, it's definitely towers over 125 feet tall. The whole wall. It's just walls of it. It's huge. That, yeah. That is the whole queue. There's a hidden Mickey in the form of a cactus and a planter on your way to the ride at the end of Route 66. It's up left high by that wire. Any guesses on how many animatronics are inside this ride total? Winner two of this, Two dozen. Winner of this gets nothing. High Ooh, stakes. I'm going to go with... 18. Well, if we're going price is right rules, Byron wins. But if we're just going closest, it's going to have to go to Fresh Baked over here because it is 23 animatronics. Yeah, two, that's 24, man. I'm right there. Yeah, you're right there. You <laughs> went over, though. You did go over, though. You did go over. And uh, each ride vehicle travels approximately 36,000 miles per year. That's a lot. You're probably looking at maybe selling your car after year two of that. Uh, you know, I wish, do it. What I wish I looked up before <laughs> the show was how often they actually uh, trade out those tires. From my understanding, there's a whole Frankenstein process to all those vehicles back there. They're constantly swapping out parts and things amongst each other, you know, working ones versus non-working ones. That so makes it's, sense. it's it's quite an ordeal keeping everything up to date like that. Like a and, real a real pit crew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of cast members. Yeah. And speaking of re- repetitions, you're actually doing a special on this where you're going to ride the ride 30 times I as am. part of your new series, correct? Yeah, that's right. Ride 30 times to figure out what I can learn and then imparting my knowledge and analytical abilities to 
establishing how to go about riding these attractions. And I mean, you could do the super stack here. You could listen to this podcast and then hop on over to Fresh Baked and learn even more about that attraction. You'll have a Radiator Springs day. That does it for fun facts. Let's uh, move on to current reputation. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsors. This podcast is supported by Little Lady Shave Boutique. A perfect day at the park requires a good bit of thought. You want to plan the right route, eat at the right places and catch the best rides all to make the most out of your day. Luckily, you don't have to waste time figuring out what to wear. Little Lady Shea Boutique has you covered, literally. Little Lady Shea Boutique offers flexible, cool-fitting clothing perfect for a park day. With unique styles, reminiscent of your favorite characters, classic and present day, you'll be sure to look good and feel good. The boutique's range of styles and inspired designs has something for everyone, and I mean everyone, with a fantastic selection of sizes for adults and kids, ensuring that every family member gets their magical moment. And here's a special sprinkle of pixie dust for our listeners. Visit LittleLadyShaBoutique.com and use the promo code WATCHER to save 15% on your entire order. That's right. Enjoy a 15% discount on Enchanting Inspired Outfits at www.LittleLadyShaBoutique.com using the code W-A-T-C-H-E-R. Ready to add a little magic to your amusement park visit? Head over to Little Lady Shea Boutique and let your character shine. Remember to use the code WATCHER for your special discount. Happy styling. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Moving on to current reputation. Let's discuss how popular the attraction is today. What are the average wait times? Where does it fit in the current park landscape? Does it plug any holes? And also, how do people feel about this ride nowadays? And I mean, there's nobody who's a bigger expert on just how folks are receiving things in the park more than you, I would say. Uh, well, I, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. Uh, but I would say it is easily the most well-received attraction in, in the entire resort. I, I think you could make a firm argument for that, at the very least in California Adventure. Yeah. Well, oh, well California Adventure, easy. There's, yeah, no, yeah. there's no argument there's there. There's no doubt. Yeah. But, and the reason for that is is because it it's it's a family ride. Yeah. It, it's the whole family. And everybody wants to go, the dad, mom, and the kids. That's a good point. You catch everybody. Whereas mm-hmm. like something like Incredicoaster, you might be losing... You might be losing some folks. You might be... You're definitely yeah, well, losing grandma. You're losing anybody under 42 inches. Then you're losing the elders in the sense that, that they either don't ride it and they're not going to get on it, or they do ride it and they die. Um, <laughs> then you've really lost <laughs> Then you've really yeah. lost... There's going to be the last ride photo ever taken of grandma and she might not be blinking. Dark fast. <laughs> and, and if the uh, merchandise sales are any indication, kids and adults alike love yeah. cars as an IP, as you know... As a film, they want to live their uh, their car's experience. Where else do you get to do that? Let's get into some of these average wait times, because I'm curious if this scans with what you're usually seeing out there. Okay. Because we get our, our info from thrilldata.com. They're the leaders. As far as opening day wait time, just over six hours. Yep. That's it? That's. <laughs> six, I heard those reports. I can attest to that. Six hours. Uh, I know, because I failed to get on it numerous times over the first <laughs> couple weeks. It has an all-time average wait time of 73 minutes. That's so, still viable today. Well, because there are going to be periods of lows. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So I you, mean, counting off season and things like that. Yeah. With weekdays, off season, what have you, still to have an, an average wait time of over an hour. Rope drop, it's 45 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. 
after the first influx of guests mm-hmm. go through, it's 45 minutes. Yeah. So for current reputation, I mean, this is the most coveted ride. Yes. Still to this day, I mean, even with Mission Breakout, even with the Avengers It can't Campus, be beat. I don't think it can be beat. Um, <laughs> really it's don't. just- Back uh, when Fast Passes were a thing, I recall sprinting to the Fast Pass distribution center for this just to get on this damn May ride. I add to mm-hmm. that when we're talking about wait times, I did a whole video on how to rope drop getting a Fast Pass. Like there was a whole process, not just to rope drop the ride, but to rope drop the Fast Pass. That's crazy. The rope drop Fast Pass queue extended all the way to basically Tower of Terror. That is wild. Down, down, down Hollywood Boulevard and towards Tower of Terror. What in, and actually, now that I have you here, I'm that's not, to get a Fast Pass. <laughs> what, in your opinion, is actually the time of year to get on this ride? Like, what is the down year or down season, official down season of the Disneyland Resort, if there even is one? Anymore? Well, I was going to say to his you know comments before, Disney has done an impeccable job of smoothing all that out. There's, there is no day of the week, month of the year or whatever. Um, it's all pretty much the same always. That's yeah. crazy. Well, that's unfortunate because you used to be able to game the system a little bit, be like, I'll go on a Tuesday and get on That's this. why I'm riding 30 times. I'm going to game it for you. Oh, nice. Oh, thank <laughs> you, you. You used to be able to go on the, on Super Bowl Sunday and yeah. it was empty. Even Super no. Bowl Sunday, not safe anymore. There's one exception. I realized it this year, August 20th <laughs> of this year was the hurricane. Oh, hurricane. I, went, oh. I, I was there went, that day. I went, I was there on the day of the hurricane. It was walk-ons for everything. Yeah. It was surreal. Also, if you have a natural disaster impending in California, that's the best time to go to the Disneyland Resort. You're safe. I try to schedule my trips around natural disasters. That's living with the land. (laughs) Shall we move on to some uh, first impressions here? And first impressions, just, you know, uh, recount the first time you went on this ride. What what did you feel? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? The first time on the ride, I thought I was I was surprised by the depth of the dark ride portions. When I talk about it being a great ride, it's it has nothing to do with the test track systems. It was the single greatest dark ride that I've ever that portion that I had ever witnessed on at a, at a Disney attraction. That's a good observation because like it's weird to think of this as a dark ride like it is a dark ride and it in is. my opinion it's like a souped up version of the fantasy land rides yeah. i never really thought about it in that context and, when you put it that way and how they win is the same way how rise wins rise built it to scale or to life-size basically and, and raider springs racers is life-size whereas other dark rides are are not that's really. true yeah interesting it's so much more eloquent than my first impressions. I'm not a fan of the Cars IP. Me neither, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was not excited to get on this in that sense. Like, I was excited because I knew it was a technical marvel mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I loved text, uh, Test Track when I got on that in Epcot. But I was not too excited. And I was just blown away by the world that they had built yeah. inside this ride. As much as I did not enjoy these characters in the films, I enjoyed them on this ride. I even was like, hey, look, it's our guy Mater. Yeah. Even though when he's on the screen in the movie theaters, I often, you know, close my eyes like I'm on a scary movie or something like that. <laughs> but in this particular case, I found him quite charming. Yeah. It really did exceed my expectations in terms of, like you said, the mix of the dark ride and the outdoor portions. It's brilliant. It's yeah. Really brilliant. It's much, it was much bigger. That's and another one of those checkboxes I'm talking about and their ability to do that. It was longer than I thought. Yeah. Too. Obviously, I was looking forward to this ride uh, since it was announced in 2007 because I was a massive fan of Test Track as a kid. <laughs> I was a little bummed out when they released the top speed for Radiator Springs Racers before <laughs> yeah, they, op- they opened because I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like they're showing like, you know, like Lasseter was doing behind the scenes. They had Imagineers and they have like a lot of those low to the cam- like ground camera angles like, oh, my God, this is going to be Test Track. And then they released the top speed of 40 miles an hour. I was like, oof, I don't know. 
But do you think they could adjust that? Like yeah. they could type yeah. it in the computer and like one day they're going to be like, hey, they're not it's going a special to, radiator but... spring speed day. Today you become mm. speed. It's going to go 70 miles an hour just think, today only. I think they could. I think the lines would be six hours long if, if they announced that it was going to be a 70 mile But you lose hour. half your guests. That's true. But because, just for one day only. A well, one, that's true. One night only. We yeah. call it piston cup night. <laughs> and everyone gets on this. You go 70 miles an hour. My first time on this ride. Uh, was after a few failed attempts. You failed, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> that like because th this is uh, Ryan and I went. Uh, we went to the same college, and like so, in between classes, we'd like you know try and go to the parks for a couple hours and stuff like that. And this is like around when summer was rolling around. I think I had a part time job on campus, so I couldn't just rope drop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but I still wanted to go so bad. I was like, oh, I'll wait a couple hours, whatever. And it was constantly like four to six hour waits. I decide to do the opposite of rope drop one night and I go with our friend Roland. Yeah. And we get in line and like we're waiting like an hour to an hour and a half and the ride keeps breaking down. And Worst. eventually they ask us to leave and they give us though oh, these yeah. passes MEP. Oh, damn. to get in front. You could bring four people. And I thought, did I bring you? The get out of jail free card. No, I did not get that. Thanks I, for the I invite. Took, I took a few. <laughs> so my first time was probably like two to three weeks after the attraction opened. Wait, and so I was using use that. It weeks later? Yeah. It had a deadline of maybe like, yeah, maybe a couple of weeks. I don't know exactly how far after That's I received wild. that pass. You know what the worst part about being um, in a long line and it keeps breaking down is? You, you're still kind of moving forward, but it's only because people are just getting yeah, out of line. It's that false sense of reality <laughs> of like, oh, maybe it's coming oh, it's back up. Worst, and it's really so. just hordes of people leaving. Yeah, yeah but they, they weren't going to keep the park open for as long as we were willing to wait. Yeah. So no. it did make the return trip pretty pretty nice. We got to get on the attraction right away. Um, and I'm sure you celebrate. You go there, you have a, a beer mm -hmm. from the Red Trolley, which is right by there, or mm -hmm. the former spot of the Red Trolley. And what was cool is I got or, to... You, uh, I don't know if you wouldn't call it the Red Trolley. It's like the Carl Strauss beer cart that used to be there back where they where, meet Baymax now yeah where yeah, Baymax right. is I don't think he's knocking back beers but you know he's a big guy maybe you could get a little beer before you get on a guaranteed ride in Radiator Springs Racers for yeah the first I, time. I won quite a few brownie points amongst a couple other friends I'm sure except because for except for me of course <laughs> I, I I'm sure I brought I'm still I got I'm gonna find that photo because if you're in me. that because if you're in that car <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm not gonna car. let you live this down I'm not in that car friendo uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and see if I can find this photo I'm glad you've brought that up because I've been privately steaming about this very incident for decades there's only a very small handful of people i was going to just like you're just making and, it worse now and you were the, you, you can't you can't just fabricate <laughs> he's, not the, he's not in the yeah. small circle you can't fabricate <laughs> yeah. details you, you throw on a pair of glasses and you think you could just like i'm gonna believe everything you're saying that's not for listener or lis listener if there's only one listener to this podcast thank you for joining he's wearing glasses right Thanks, now Tom. And it does make him look very studious. And I mean that only as a compliment, just so I could insult him later. <laughs> Enough but, of uh, making a David feel like a, a couples therapist. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this podcast is supported by Green Chef. A good park goer knows the value of efficiency. Nobody knows that better than today's sponsor, Green Chef. You want to spend your time in a ride queue, not in line at a grocery store. As the number one meal kit for eating well, Green Chef takes the work out of eating clean, chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring fresh ingredients with nothing artificial. Turkey, sockeye, salmon, barramundi, scallops, the list of great-tasting fresh ingredients goes on and on. If I'm being honest, I'm never saying no to a churro or a Dole Whip, so I have to stay on track outside the park and Green Chef makes that incredibly easy. Churro, huh? They're not churro? Okay. With 80 plus weekly options that change every week featuring delicious, nutritionist approved recipes, whatever your goals are, Green Chef has you covered. Choose from eight meal preferences with options for every lifestyle, including quick and easy, protein-packed, calorie-smart, Mediterranean, keto, delicious discoveries, 
gluten-free and plant-based. And it really couldn't be easier. With step-by-step -step recipes, pre-portioned and prepped ingredients, pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings delivered right to your door, you don't even have to think. You know how exhausted you can be after a full trip to a theme park? The last thing you want to do is think about dinner. I just crack open a kit, follow the instructions, and boom, I'm eating a delicious, healthy meal made just for my preferences. And for Green Chef's best deal of the year, get $250 off with code for your 250 at greenchef.com slash for your 250. 250? It's a pretty good deal. Those are park ticket prices right back into your pocket. Again, get $250 off with your code for your 250 at greenchef.com slash for your 250. And now back to the show. First time on this ride, I was stunned. I had no idea they had that much showroom space back there. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Huge building. Um, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea they were going to throw out all these incredibly crafted animatronics. Yeah. I, I left that attraction the first time, saying, "This is this is the best ride, hands down, a California adventure." That's actually a pretty good transition into the good and the bad. That is, what are the good and the bad things about this ride? We'll start with the good. I have a list here, but if you want to jump in, David, go good. ahead. First good I have written down is the ride system. It's an excellent ride system. Mm -hmm. It's the one from Test Track, but I do think this is the best implementation of that ride system. Are there any other rides that use this system? I was going to say, no, it's very unique. Journey to the Center of the Earth and Test Track. Those are the only other Oh, two wow. I haven't been on Journey to the Center of the Earth. It is phenomenal. Is it better than this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give that some serious thought. It would need to marinate, but I will say that I think where Radiator Springs is the must-do at California Adventure for me, Journey to the Center of the Earth is the must-do for me. At well, that's Tokyo a very cowardly DCC. answer. Um, mm. But you know what? Throw that in a Ziploc bag, mm. put it in the fridge, let it marinate. Well, maybe one day we'll uh, we'll go we'll go out to Japan and uh, you'll get to try it for yourself. We could do an episode yeah. on it. That's the natural next thing you do after a podcast recording is plan a Japan trip together. I, I'm just looking out for you. I don't, I don't want to give you any spoilers. How about that? Well, fair enough. That, that's my scapegoat. Well, the next good we have here is that little stroll at the beginning with that beautiful score that ding, oh, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Yeah, yeah. I get so relaxed when you go through that little valley and it times perfectly with the score to the reveal of that waterfall. waterfall so. Oh my God, it's majestic. Perfectly sets the table for the experience you're about to have. It might be my favorite part of the ride. I love that part. No, you're right. It's it's excellent the way that they frame the, the experience for you with that just warming you up a little bit. And they also kind of give you a sense of the scale of the ride. Mm -hmm. Like they're using that much footprint on just essentially like a table setter. It's crazy. Also forced perspective that they use on that waterfall to make it look bigger than it is. It's incredible. Next thing I have here is I love the transition into the show building. It's probably one of my favorite transitions in the resort as well. You, you go in there and immediately are greeted by that, uh, the Mr. Toad effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, the, uh, of the train coming at you. Yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. And like you had mentioned earlier, this show building, I don't know how big this thing is, but it's fucking massive. <laughs> like it's, I don't, do you know how big the show building is? It's cavernous. Is there anything that even compares to it? You know, I actually, I was doing a video on Disneyland Forward and I, I actually did the acreage on that. And I want to say it's still a little bit smaller than Rise, but it's mm. like number two. Next thing I wrote here, incredible Doc and Mater animatronics, especially the Mater one. That first Mater appearance is crazy. Oh, here he, for the big race, huh? Here for the big race, huh? It's gonna be fun. When he comes out, 
and then he's also comes from behind the bushes. Oh yeah, yeah. And then backs up behind the bushes. I find myself technically watching that transition, like trying to fit, fit, get behind the curtain on that. Like, the peekaboo back there. Yeah, because you see him right. once, and then you see him again come out from the yeah. like. It's two different animatronics. Two, yeah, yeah. The first time you're like, is that two meters? It's That's two <laughs> meters. And my my mind was broken. There can't be two meters. There's only one meter. <laughs> And he's in front of me. <laughs> Impressive animatronic. I love, and we're going to get the other side of the coin of this later when I talk about the bad, but I love the molding of this animatronic for Mater and Doc because you have the moving mouth. Yeah. Well, people are blown away by that. That's it's incredible. Right. It's a very impressive animatronic. Yeah. It's definitely... Mm, I was going to say it's the most impressive in the resort, but that might belong to something in Rise or even... What is this guy? That guy's oh, name? Hondo. Hondo Anaka. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. That guy's also... A, incredible but yeah. I, I think Mater's the shaman the shaman and uh oh yeah oh yeah but That's... in disneyland resort oh, okay mm -hmm. yeah i think Mater's up there that was a great example of when they do like the projection map uh the projection yeah. mapping right and i think that is like yeah. you said combined with an actual like a practical moving element really helps sell they it. did Mater right and that's what you do with mm -hmm. your best friend Wow. Because he is our best friend, or he's, he reminds us of it, which is something that all best friends do. I pulled uh, out an Owen Wilson, Lightning McQueen. Wow. Wow. Yes, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably- that he Let's definitely, do the meme right now. <laughs> he did not say that when he saw his animatronic, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Next thing I got, tractor tipping scene. Hey, you ever gone tractor tipping? It's easy. <laughs> Top tier yeah, stuff. Hank. It's, yeah. it's a great scene that plays out, complete with a chase off. Yeah, I love it's, it. it's really fantastic storytelling there. They've done a great job of creating these little vignettes in this ride. Mm -hmm. And the transitions don't feel like transitions. Like if your transition from one scene, which is a tractor tipping scene to over to Route 66 is because you're being chased by a giant tractor. It's incredible storytelling. The characters in general, they, they show them in very short snippets, but they're so true to the characters in the film. Once um, again, I do not like Mater or McQueen or any yeah. of these folks. If in the movie, the whole movie was five minutes long, and all of their cars exploded. I would applaud. <laughs> but the the film is it the characters? I don't, don't like, like the characters. I don't like what they represent. I know this. The movies are made to sell toys. So it, I don't like the physics of it. I don't like the the. Well, I don't even get me into the physics. Right. Things. I don't know how these cars are. That here. car how should any not it, have how eyes. Any of it is possible. Does it not? There's make a baby any sense car to too in there, and I'm curious how that happened. Can I ask what? Who's in the planes? I don't know who's in the planes. The planes who, who, are- Who rides in the planes? And what makes a machine oh, sentient in this universe? <laughs> like, is a popcorn machine sentient? I, I don't I, know. I don't understand. Who makes the cars? Are they mobile? Is that why they're sentient? And and how are they making other cars? That's an interesting thought. I don't want to picture it, but I now know you all are. Probably something involving tailpipes. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on because we're going to get <laughs> sidetracked here. Route 66, that seems spectacular. We have all of our fun guys. We got the hippie yep. guy. Yep. We got the Sarge dude. Don't be just a bad spark plug, hippie. Really cool to see. Um, I think this is the only instance of this in any of the parks, actually. It's really cool to see an outside the park, like in the land element replicated inside the ride. Because we have flows and oh, yeah. we have like yeah, Route 66. Right. You see that outside the ride, then you see it inside the ride. It's a cohesion that you can yeah. kind of feel I like that a lot. I don't think I've ever seen that before. The closest thing I could think of is maybe Blue Bayou in the sense that you're eating there and then you see it in the ride. Yeah, I don't know if it's the- It's not the same thing though. No, right, but I get what you're saying. It sometimes infuriates me how well this ride works just because I hate the IP so much, but they nailed it so, <laughs> they just hit the target so 100% on that it's impossible to deny how good this ride and this land is conceived. 
I just wish they would have done it on a different IP. And I know okay. I'm slipping in bands here because I just don't like the IP, but uh, that's just dealer's choice. I could go off on that one right there. Love the two alternate paths. Luigi, give our friend your best. I, I always yeah. think that's oh, yeah, fun. Yeah, the split. I used to like that a lot when they when it used to work at Indiana Jones Adventure and that there was three oh, there. Oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. the rotating doors. <laughs> but, you know, Ramones and Luigi's, it's fun. Different yeah. experience. Yeah. I could never really see it in the mirror, though. Honestly, I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. They have a mirror there for no apparent reason. I, I, I still don't know. <laughs> I maybe could someone tell me what I'm supposed to be looking at because this should we, be yeah. a bad. Actually, I don't know yeah. why I didn't put this in the bad. One of the great moments in this entire theme park landscape is the face-off that you have with the other car yeah. full of riders. I think anytime you get to be, you know, a little stinker to strangers, I think that's really fun. <laughs> I like going to like a fast food restaurant where they treat me poorly. <laughs> like I think that's oh, a very that fun place experience. In, uh, Hollywood. Or... Oh, is there actually a place oh, here? I gotta no, go. It's, no, no, it's, it's at uh, Universal. It's, I mean, not Universal. I mean, uh, it's Disney's Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. It's the not the they treat you bad Peggy on purpose. Stews, but it, yeah, it's that fifties prime time. Oh, yeah. they do that. There? Yeah, they treat you. That's weird. Uh, I've been there and they were lovely. They scold you. I'm oh. I'm angry. They were off character. I don't know what that says about my self esteem, but I I think it's quite pleasing. So the fact that you're kind of welcomed to kind of like trash talk strangers in this in this ride. It's very fun. I had a little kid <laughs> flick me off on this ride. <laughs> and it was alarming. Like before before you took off? Right before we took off, I was like, you're going down. I think I like, put, like did like a dumbs down and he flicked me off. And I was like, where's your mom? The youth of today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he won. I had to live with him winning. And and that's the magic that this ride creates. You get fun little moments. Would I ever get flicked off by a, a five-year-old in the street? Yes. I doubt it. If you're a single rider and you're with, with a friend and you don't want to wait in the full standby line, it's an incentive to be in the next car over so that you get a chance to race with your friends. Uh, you have to friends. time that somehow, though. That's almost impossible to time. I don't know how it works and like which car you face off with. They cycle through so many single riders. I think it's possible that you could probably get into that kind of thing. I mean, it's you can't predict it. There's no way to like set it up, per se. Yeah, yeah. But your odds are better than you think, I think. Because there, there are six passenger cars, mm -hmm. two rows of three, so it becomes really easy. It's the best math for single rider. Yeah. It really is. And and that's why the single rider ride, if you don't know about that, it's it's, it's one of the better single rider lines mm -hmm. in terms of value. Just You're still going to wait, but you know, you're know you not going to wait as much. Also, Space well, Mountain a third. has a great single rider line. Yes, you did does. a video about that recently. I did, yeah. Anyways, the race itself, it's, it's really well done. I like the VO from Doc. Come on in, yeah. You know, encouraging you as you go around the turns and everything like that. If you ride this ride at night, yeah. oh, you get those headlights. You get the headlights, but you also get the lit up mountain range right. and you get the stars above you. It's a really magical experience. Anything else you'd like to talk about? You've covered a lot of ground there. Um, I will add that even though the queue is excruciating, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the standby queue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's made less so. They don't have to do a lot of show. I don't need interactive elements or anything like that, but I just love like the fountain. Um, yeah. You know, that right. kind of thing. And A marks for, for building a queue that's enjoyable to be in for an hour. I also love the fountain that you could throw pennies and stuff into. That's yeah. always that was something that was in Toontown by Gadget Go Coaster for when I remember that was one of my more prevalent memories of Disneyland as a kid, trying to nail certain elements <laughs> in that in that pool over in Toontown. So the fact that that's there for Radiator Springs Racers, that would be an incredible million dollar question. How many coins are in that fountain today? A good question. Yeah, it is a and good does question. it compete with Big Thunders? 
Oh, Big Thunder also has that. I forgot about they that. Do, yeah. Which one has more coins? I think Radiator Springs probably has more coins. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that. I think so. More people. Uh, do you have any, any, any other goods, Byron? Uh, I'm just going to add the kinetic energy that this attraction brings to the back of the land. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good one. There's multiple entry points. Yeah. I love I love coming from the uh, San Francisco from now. yeah now yeah, San yeah. Francisco uh, first time I, that was revealed to me I almost lost it me yeah. too so yeah. like so especially when yeah. you say you come at night and you, and you come under that little archway and you, and you see those headlights popping yeah. over one of those uh, those final drops it's magical being able to see a ride happen both from the ground and from within the ride I feel it's mm. the most underappreciated underrated element for ride design yeah when you're in the queue you can see the cars you can hear the cars sitting up flows watching the cars go by i mean that, that's a day i've enjoyed a couple beers yeah. from that that area just watching the cars go over that little mountain range mm -hmm. you're right in the sense that it's it's nice for a ride to add value when you're not even on it that's right um adds to the they land. don't do enough of that everything's built in a box now and uh you know i'd like to see that's more of that. true because rise yeah you don't even know it's there i have no idea also i saw that in the disneyland ford I don't know, it was like the pamphlet they gave to Anaheim that they had mentioned maybe having some sort of people mover or Skyway element that goes from like the possible third gate. It's mentioned. It is mentioned. And that's <laughs> enough for me. It's mentioned as here's a thing we might be able to do. Here's a thing that, that could mm -hmm. work. But only in terms of finding ways to facilitate guests getting from one side of the, the new park to the other side of the park. I'm fine with that. But people are, t they're like, oh my God, we're going to get a... <laughs> get a skyway i don't know <laughs> it would be sick i the air the skyliner in disney world i love that thing yeah it's great it's really neat how often are you getting over to disney world i've been there twice uh in the last year and that was the first time in 30 years damn that was like me i've gone to disney world like three or four times in the last two years because of like various events and yeah. things like that but before that it'd been like five years yeah no i i and then five years before that and five yeah. years before that and that was it i love it though let's get into the bad then and I had to really rack my brain here. First one, and this is a big one for me, I really don't like the projection mouth on Lightning McQueen. I kind of got that. You need to look fast. <laughs> ka -chow. Oh, dude, it's the worst. It's, 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 so, it's so cheap looking. Like, I feel like they could have just did the same similar mouth molding for his. You want a practical? I like the practical mouth yeah. for... Uh, which is a weird sentence that, to say. But that's like, that's when people first started discovering graphic art. You know, Photoshop was a thing. Like that was very early stages of yeah. that kind of technology. And they thought this is the future. But the projection doesn't even look good. Well, well, neither does old, you know, '90s era graphic art. No, so. that's true. It feels <laughs> like it got pretty dated. Like the projection yeah. itself is kind of weak. Yeah, it kind of looks like when your your teacher would demonstrate a math problem in school, and they would put the projector up, and they would like <laughs> they would be showing you how to show your work. It's like the same level of quality of projection on Lightning McQueen's it's, mouth. Yeah, it's very feathered. The, the mouth is is very feathered, so it's kind of weird looking in a way. And also like treat your stars right. You know, we got Larry the Cable Guy here. No disrespect, but we have Owen fucking Wilson. Wow. Make his mouth look better. Like, you can't be marching those two on the ride and have the superior animatronic be Mater. And look, I don't care about, like, the, the hierarchy of these characters, even though it clearly seems like I do. I feel like you do, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> I do a little bit. You know what it is? I really don't like Mater. <laughs> and I'm angered that he has such a good animatronic. And he gets his own ride. And he gets his own which ride. Which is a great ride. Which also kind of slaps. It's more than kind of. It, it's like it, my favorite. It low key is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I have a great time when I go on Mater. Other than the fact that like I'm visible to the public and you could see me enjoying my time on Mater, which is embarrassing to me because I hate Mater. Look, I really don't I'm like to refer you to. <laughs> hey, look at put me on the on the poster. Mater's number one hater. Yeah, just just improve the Lightning McQueen animatronic, please. Like it's like the last box you have to check on this ride. Why can't they do the melt mold? Give me a mouth mold. Someday. Someday. I have here as a bad. 
I don't like the cards universe. Which, if that wasn't clear by now, I, I don't. Right. You, you, but, you've seen me say this on other shows on this channel. On top five beatdown, we did top five uh, Pixar films of all time. And it's not even sniffing my top five. No, no. Shane Madey had it as number one, I believe, or two. Really? He had it somewhere. It was high up in his list. Really? It's pretty wild. He's kind of controversial like that. Whatever. Do you have it in your top five? No, but <laughs> I like the first Cars. I'm not I'm closer a, I'm, to your end of the spectrum. I'm not yeah. a big fan of the other two. Honestly, cars two, maybe one of the worst cars films ever made. Cars two is the worst Pixar movie ever. I think it um, might be either that or The Good Dinosaur or Brave. No, The Good Dinosaur wasn't bad. It was just boring, but it, was, it wasn't bad. It was pretty <laughs> metal too. Like that kind of yeah. yeah. The movie is rough. Yeah. And then and another bad I have here, and we've talked about it kind of lightly. Some upkeep issues. You know, sometimes the tractor tipping scene yeah. isn't functional. Yeah. Sometimes the mouth doesn't even move on Doc. Yep. And it breaks down. They've cleaned it up. They've cleaned it up, but it still breaks down. And, you know, that's the ride business for you. How often is it breaking down for you now when you're around the parks? Uh, not so much as that I'd even notice, actually. Um, I, I've commented in the past that the, the, the recent, they've done two refurbs recently, a few weeks ago. It's like down for a 10-day refurb, but it's never been down for an extended refurb. It's never been down for a month-long refurb. Gotcha. It does break down a lot because it's a very fickle ride system yeah yeah but it doesn't stay down it you know it just it stops and starts well, kind of like rise every single car has its own computer system right, exactly essentially, and they mm -hmm. all have to they have the, all have to work in a correlation to these each new other. systems are great but they're also flaky i could piggyback a little off that for uh my little nitpick bad i don't think the capacity is atrocious by any means what you said i think did you say 1500 not bad but for as popular as this attraction is it's a nitpick um, but just got to bring it up just because the, it's almost going off a of good that the ride is so, hey, look, is so popular. Preserve your journalistic integrity um, here. You have to tell it like it is, which is why I had, was so hard on Mater because the people need to know he's a menace. <laughs> I just snorted. I want to, I want to, I want Larry the cable guy to, to fist fight me in the street. Um, and you know what? He was, and he was there for the opening. Of course. You know, his accent is like made up. I heard it's an act. Yeah. Yep. I had, that blew my mind. That was that was a worse scandal to me than the Watergate. Which I, I can't which, believe that it's a made up thing. Which now it makes me want to go revisit the footage for the opening of Cars Land because I think he was in attendance. I want to see if there's an interview of him and see if he's doing his real well, he's voice. Got to. Or he's got to keep it up. No way he can. He's he a public persona. Yeah. This is Larry the Cable Guy, and I heard that Mater is planning a special surprise for some guests here at Cars Land. So, you think I sound like this in yeah. real life? Mm -hmm. My voice sounds much different than what I'm sounding like right now. I'm not going to do it for you. Anyways, let's move on to the world-class <laughs> test. But before we do that, let's have a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is supported by Microdose Gummies. So you've probably heard the word microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. There are plenty of reasons that people choose to microdose. To resolve some trouble sleeping, relieve anxiety, jumpstart my creativity, or simply just boost my mood a little bit. It really feels like microdose gummies can do it all. For me, I want that chilled out feeling without all the negatives that come from weed. I don't love not being able to know how something is going to make me feel. With microdose gummies, I know that half a gummy is just the right amount to get me perfectly in the zone. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code FYA to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code FYA. Microdose.com, code FYA for 30% off. And now, back to the show. And we're back. 
It's time for the world-class tests. This is a rubric of 10 tests, painstakingly devised by Byron and myself to determine if an attraction is world-class. To receive the highly coveted world-class pass, the attraction must pass 7 out of 10 or 70% of these tests. A score of 6 out of 10 or 60% leaves it up for debate. We could debate it into world-class contention. But anything lower than 6 out of 10 automatically gets a fail. Got it. Roger Let, that. Let's move into the first test. Test number one, the average tourist test. Would the average tourist have a hard time getting on this ride? Is there a long wait? Is there a complicated queue system? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I could see yes. Both questions. Yes, they would have a long wait. Yes. And yes, it's complicated. Hmm. It is complicated. It, this, <laughs> this is the hardest ride to get on in the park. It's the it hardest is. ride to understand how to get in, in my opinion, because you've got Stampy, you've got Individual Lightning Lane, which is different from Genie Plus, mind you, than their single rider. Yes. Uh, you know, people don't understand all the different ways that you can get into that traction. People who are just going in, the random tourist, yeah, they're going to be WTFing their way down. <laughs> so, I've seen it. I've seen them like kind of doing like the little like, you know, uh, uh, playing limbo, getting yeah, under the railing, trying to It's, it's weird. It. And I, I normally, when, I, when it comes to these, if I could just stand in the standby and get on, I'm usually okay yeah. with it. But the standby is usually 120 minutes and not the average tourist ain't going to want to do that. And it's not it's not an easy 120 either. It's a grind. And it's a grind yeah, and that also isn't even the promised wait sometimes because it breaks down sometimes. Yep. If you're like, "Okay, I'll buy I'll buy Genie Plus so I can get on this ride." And then you I've seen so many people go up to the front and be like, "All right, I got my Genie Plus kind of thing. Why yep, can't I exactly. reserve this?" And they have to explain to them <laughs> no, 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 no. that it's an additional <laughs> cost on, on top of the Genie Plus. So I actually, I think I'm going to, I'm going to have to say this is a fail for me. That's a fail. It's a fail. Okay. So that is 0 for 1. Moving on to test number two, the Leslie Stahl test. Would you be willing to wait 60 minutes for this attraction? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty easy yes for me. If you're going to choose one ride in this park to wait 60 minutes, this is definitely. I think it might be the only one worth waiting 60 minutes for. You can make an argument for Guardians perhaps, but I still think this is the only one that I would wait 60 minutes. I've done, I've done all of those. We can get into single rider at this point or not. I don't know. But for me, single rider is the way to ride. And, And don't worry about it being, you feel like you're cheating. Disney encourages you to ride single rider, even if you're in a group. Yeah. Fill those spots. It helps capacity. Cause that would be an empty seat if you're not in it. But having said that, yeah, 60 minutes is actually not that bad. I'd wait 60 minutes in single rider for this ride. I don't really care. <laughs> when I see 60 minutes, it's like, ooh, good deal today. 60 minutes is the lower end of the spectrum. Mm, 60 on minutes on day. standby, go buy a lotto ticket because yeah. it's not going to happen often. Yeah. With flying colors, this pass. is a pass. All right, one for two. Moving to test number three, the smartphone test. Does the queue of this ride have enough to keep you off of your phone? <sighs> That's a good one because that's 60 minutes, bro. I mean, but still, like, I've been in 60-minute queues. I love queues. my smartphone. <laughs> I've been in 60-minute queues, though. For example, we did Mickey and Minnie's. That's a lovely queue to stand that long in because you have so much to look at. There's things to oh, engage sure. your attention. No, I can I can do 60 minutes of Mickey and Minnie's on my head. But this ride? Without the phone, I mean. I, I, I don't, I, for me personally, I think this queue kind of sucks. <laughs> but... It's excruciating. Yeah, That's it's, the best way to describe it's it. It's beautiful. There's great atmosphere, but there's just not enough going on. There's no sort of pre-show yeah. or anything of that matter. There's no fun facts or details hidden in like the ride itself. Like even Indy for a while had one of those cards that you could use to decode messages on the yeah, wall. Yeah. There's nothing it's, like that for It's radio. a lot of cattle pins. Well, I think it's a little more than a glorified switchback. 
as I was alluding to, there's some elements, there's some natural elements that are pleasing. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, you're right. There's not, it's not anything like, you, dude, how do you compete with Runaway Railway? I mean, you, that, that's kind of the, the well, creme de la creme, That's the gold standard right? for cues as that, far as I'm but concerned. But then like you have a ride that we just covered, you know, Haunted Mansion. That's like also a gold standard in the sense there's the outdoor portion, which is kind of rough. Well, that's to the point where th- that's the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, the ride starts in the, in the ante room, the yeah. foyer. Yeah. yeah. I think this is a fail for me, but uh, what do you- I mean, there's only so many bottles you could look at and admire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what about the I mean, they're, they're really dude. cool it's like really it's it's really cool for a few like a few minutes and this once again an, i love the atmosphere like i love the fountain you have the um, ride going i think this would be a great cue if it was like 20 minutes that's fair every cue is like, great for 20 minutes some aren't i mean like you know like it depends like if you're waiting for this carousel or dumbo <laughs> dumbo's rough dumbo yeah Karen, you probably are like i hate that elephant <laughs> you probably hate that elephant as much as i hate mater it's no it's the fact that you sit there for 10 minutes doing nothing yes. while you're waiting for the people to get on and off the dumbos uh, and there's nothing to distract your kid and there's, either. Yeah. It's, oh my god it's, it's the worst <laughs> have you ever attempted to go on every single ride at disneyland in one day no, because I know physically I'm not capable. Like, I, I'm too old. That was the last time I got on Dumbo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because you did the one in the day. Yeah, I did. A, uh, what do you have for this, pass or a uh, You know, I'm going to, it's a begrudging pass for me. And, I, I, I get it, but I, it's still good enough for me. I, it's still good enough for me. But by a majority rule. So that is, is that one for three? That's one for three. I thought we'd be well on our way to a victory. Uh, it's a hard fought seven wow. to get through here. Test number four the Tony Stark test. How innovative is this attraction? Does yes. it push theme park tech forward? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it. I mean, clearly, it, I know it uses the same ride system as Test Track. Nothing wrong with that. But they race now. They Come race. On, there's new. a racing element. And then there's also all the animatronics themselves are pretty high tech. I think it revolutionized how we would see maybe a, a dark ride or even like a ride that mixes dark ride elements with thrill elements. I could see you making an argument for a no. Yeah. I could, yeah. See, I could see it working in your brain I don't. Right now. I still I, I don't. I He's stuck on the 40 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. You will never forgive yeah. them for that 20 mile per hour death. If it went 70 miles an hour, right? it definitely would have been the fastest. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, uh, this is a pass for me. I think it just combines too much impressive tech. Yeah. Even if not all of it is original, it's enhanced. And I think just to take the slot car system forward and implement it to have them race together. And it randomizes the outcome of the race. That's true. I think it also pushes the industry forward in the sense that it was the first enhanced dark ride that showed what a dark ride could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, because then I, don't, I wonder if we have something like Rise, if we don't have Radiator Springs and the success of Radiator Springs. Probably not, because they, they, they've given you the benchmark in terms of realism. Yes, and, and scale. And all that in scale, yeah. Pass for me, Byron. What about for you? Oh, it's an easy pass. And then you said yeah. pass already. So yeah, you know what? For sure. Two for four. We're moving forward. All right. Test number five, the Hollywood test. Can this attraction be adapted for the silver screen? Does it have a comprehensible story? Well, it came from the screen. I don't know, (laughs) man. Let's debate that one. (laughs) And it it does have a comprehensible story. In fact, you could say it may have the most comprehensible story. It's a book report uh, in a a way. They they changed it from Carland to Pixar's Cars Land for a reason. And even like, I feel like you're in a story itself, yeah. even like outside of the cars, you, you know, no, you're, you're, in a different you're story. on the outskirts of town, you're lost, you get stopped by the police, he has Mater pull you into town, get you ready for the big race, you become part of a race, it unfolds beautifully, it's a great story, uh, 
based off an IP that I know according to you guys, you don't like too much. I enjoyed the first Cars film at the very least. Obviously, there's a lot of people that enjoy the Cars film. So I think it, true. it has to pass this Hollywood test. They're just usually under 40 inches tall. That'd be wildly ironic because then they couldn't ride this exactly. ride. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a pass. Moving on to test number six, the Simpsons test. How likely is this ride to be replaced with a new IP, a la Back to the Future with The Simpsons? In Zero. I don't see it ever happening. Yeah. They spent too much money on this, too well received. What could you possibly do? I mean, but this is the reason why this test exists, because I, maybe it's because I love Back to the Future so much. I really never thought they would replace that, especially something with Simpsons, but I was foolish to think so. And that's why we devised this test. I think the only thing you could do would revert it back to just being the the 1950s style car culture. But usually when these big companies want to overhaul their rides, it's because a bigger and better IP came out. So to step back and not do an IP at all, I just don't see it. I think it's a pass. Out of curiosity, we did one of these recently with Offhand Disney. And if you haven't seen that episode, you could go watch that. But um, I'm going to watch it. We were debating, would Haunted Mansion ever go away? Well, if you were intending to burn down Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If that was your goal to alienate every single guest that ever visited the park and you just wanted to burn it down. Yeah, I agree. I agree. (laughs) There was a little bit more of a debate than I thought there would be in that section, though. Not from Dallin, I would imagine, though. He he played a little devil's devil's advocate, didn't he? He played into his like fear of that's what what it was. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I would never forgive them for this one. There's no way they're replacing this. It's an easy pass. Four for six. Moving on. See, we're good. We're going there. Test number seven. The signature moment test. Can this ride hold its own without its signature moment? Is it a one trick pony signature moment? is clearly the race in this, I would say. I was going to say, we could debate on what the signature moment is. And that's usually the indication of a pass, but let's talk about it. I I think the signature moment is the race. If mm. I'm going to boil it down to what's the one, what's the, what are they going to put on the brochure? Which that's a long, long moment. I mean, the, the, I guess the the art, the thumbnail is the cars coming exactly. down the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, yeah, I guess that is a signature moment. You can make an argument though that it's a bunch of things. For me, if the you're waterfall. asking me personally, it's the waterfall. I yeah. think it's delightful. <laughs> and yeah. there's nothing in the park that gets me that zen. Other My than signature moment is Hank. The tractor, right? Well, the big tractor. <laughs> the big guy, the yeah. big guy. That's also a fun that's, yeah, one. That's a good one. I think clearly it's not a one-trick pony. There's no, so much to offer. No. There's so many varied scenes. Yeah. If, if you were to pick your favorite moment and pluck it out of the ride, there'd be too many moments yeah. around it that would pick up the weight and still make it yep. an easy pass. So pass across the board. Five for seven. So we're we're now at least into- Six we get to the Oh, that's right. Six. We're... But we are going into the last three tests, so we have plenty of time to get right. there. So let's get into the last three. But before we do that, let's have our final word from our sponsor. And we're back. The final three tests. Here we go. Test number eight. The premature detraculation test. Does this ride finish too soon? (laughs) 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 And uh, I have to say, saying that next to you, I was the most embarrassed I've ever been. Wait, why me? <laughs> because you rep, you you're very representative of, of of a family fun guy. You know what I'm saying? It's true. That, I am I am your core Disneyland guest. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, does this ride finish too soon? No, I don't think so. Not at all. I think it's perfect length. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's, it leaves me satisfied. <laughs> Can we go on? Yeah. <laughs> got an outdoor portion an indoor portion and then another outdoor finale portion four it's, minutes and it doesn't feel like four minutes it really does feel 
This like, has just been an entire that's what she said moment. This whole thing. It, it really has. <laughs> Welcome the, to the show. It's an incredible four minutes, and I treasure them deeply. I, I do think that it feels like a full short film, which is like no, it's, it's, yeah. it's something to be said about squeezing that in. I think the best thing you can do is have something that's tight. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Okay, I, I swear to God, I'm not trying to do that. I was like, like a tight pour, <laughs> like, and then it feels still, um, gr- you know, I don't even know how to get out of this hole that I'm in. Your hair's all over Keep the place at the yeah, end. It, it's a great ride. Look, it doesn't finish too soon. There, you perverts. I know a- I'm the one who conceived of the test, but that doesn't mean that it's my fault. <laughs> what are we at now? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's a, I think that's a pass. <laughs> that's a pass. Let's get on. Let's move on from this. Six or eight. We're already in debate territory. Test number nine, the exit hall test. Do you see people be physically excited? Are they jumping around? Are they are they talking to each other when they leave this ride in the exit hall? Do they have that bounce to their step? One of my favorite pastimes is hanging out at the finish line. Yes. Yeah. And just listening to people react. It's great. Yeah. And this, this probably is up there in terms of exit hall excitement. Mm-hmm. This, you got your space mountains of the world, yeah. things like that. There's a device within the ride to get you excited at the end of this in the sense that there's a race. You're either angry because you lost and you're all like, you know, sharing in that misery or you're excited and clapping because you won. And when you get off, there's a story that has happened to your ride vehicle. So I- That's true. I, I get bounced off re-rides upon re-rides yeah. of this ride because of the outcome. Even when I lose, I'm like still laughing about it. Because I could still notice that point where it starts to take over. I still get a good kick out of it. There's nothing worse than waiting a long time for a ride. And as you see the ride vehicle from the ride prior pull up and everyone looks unamused. Because you're just like, what am I about to get on? Especially if it's your first time. Uh, But there's plenty of bounce for this one. I think it's a pass. Seems like it's a pass. Absolutely. Pass. All right. We're moving on. Seven out of nine. We've done it. Yes. It is a world-class attraction. Seven out of nine. Let's go for eight. Test number 10. The fine wine test. Has this ride aged well? Has your opinion of the attraction appreciated or depreciated since your first experience? Or if it's a new ride, do you believe this will age well? It has aged incredibly well. I agree. Yeah. I I, I don't think there's any part of me that thinks this is a worse ride than the first time I got on it. No, it's it's a fantastic ride. Always has been. And it's going to continue to be that way. All the evidence suggests that everybody loves this ride. I just did, like I said, a rope drop where the entire populace was trying to get into radiator springs 45 minute wait at the rope drop yeah people love it i don't see those wait times going down anytime soon especially because there's nothing to really i I guess compete with it no 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 it's the yeah it's a number one man i have grown to appreciate it more and more every time i've gotten on it especially because of the mix of thrill and story there is a couple rides that come to mind that could compete with it in terms of heights of story and and thrill ride i just wanted to put that out there i'm not going to say them but but not in california adventure not in california adventure no curiosity peaked I, I'll tell you after we're done recording, but I think this is clearly a pass. Easy yep. pass. Oh, there um, it is. And that'll put it Slow what, start, but man. Eight out of 10? They had us in the we, first half. We got victories in the last, what, seven or uh, six of them? Well, honestly, we're covering a lot of bangers at the start of this podcast. Yeah. Eventually, we're going to get to our living with the lands of the world. Anyways, <laughs> that does it for this episode of For Your Amusement. Uh, thank you all for listening, and thank you, David, for coming on. My pleasure. It was fun. Uh, once again, check him out on Fresh Baked. And if there's anything else you'd like to plug, this would be the time here. That's what I've got. Fresh Baked on YouTube, man. 
But you are, you do have that new series though. Well, but it's on it's on that channel. That is true. Yeah. But look out for the new series. I got nothing but good stuff on Fresh Bakes. So you don't yeah. have to worry. It, look out for David riding Radiator Springs Racers thirty times. That's gonna be incredible. Doing the Lord's work for us, so we don't have to do it. What is there a name for the thirty ride series, or is it just I rode X ride thirty times. There it is. <laughs> There it is. It's easy to remember. You can follow us at FYA Pod on all the socials. You can follow myself at Ryan S. Bergara on Twix, which is Twitter. And then uh, still working on that one. Also on Instagram is at Ryan Bergara as well as threads. And Byron's at Byron A. Marin on all the socials. Make sure you follow the podcast wherever you listen to it. If you're watching this, subscribe. If you're listening to this, subscribe. It helps us keep making it. And tune in next week because this is a weekly podcast releasing on Tuesdays. I don't know who we'll have on next week or if it'll just be Byron and I. You never know. It's going to be a fun time. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.